0: what's up everybody i'm sarah i'm shauna i'm sam
1: and i'm bobby and this is speaking of murder everybody to another episode of Speaking of Murder, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get into today's episode, a little bit of business. We have two other shows. Make sure you check them out, Speaking of murders and Speaking, or sorry, Speaking of Missing Persons and Speaking of Hauntings. Check out our social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that. It's linked in the episode description. And if you want bonus episodes, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com and if you have a case suggestion, send it to our email, missingmurderedhaunted at com. So, all of that said.
2: Shauna, tell us about a murder. Love we'll to, Sam. That was very bossy.
1: Hey. You tell do us it. about a
0: murder right now. <laughs> do it. Okay, let's add some Uber into the beginning of this because this do shit it. gets weird. Let's oh, not. Heavy. heavy. First, you got to say. Who are talking about? Who are we talking about, Shona? <laughs> we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Ew. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't know much about Jeffrey 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 Dahmer.
2: Jeffrey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, know about anything about Jeffrey
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know very little about <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: <laughs> okay. I know more than I need to know about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> me too. No. All right. Well, tell Smith the Bobby about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> Good old Jeff. We will refer to him as Jeffrey this entire time. Jeff seemed too casual. Yeah. JD. That just makes me think of Tenacious D. Oh, That's JB. Yeah. I know, but the same concept. <laughs> anyway, Jeffrey was born May 21st, 1960, in Milwaukee.
1: Milwaukee.
0: His parents were Lionel, who was a chemist, and Joyce Dahmer. He was raised in a swanky suburb of Bath Township in Ohio, which is just outside of Akron. Swanky. Okay. I mean, did they have, like, magical garden gnomes or something? No, it was just a really, really nice fucking town. Okay. Described as beautiful with the greenest trees and grass you'll ever see. And When Jeffrey was a small child around the age of three or four, he was already considered a loner and felt rejected by the world. So his dad gave him a chemistry set at three. He was more like four. But yeah.
1: See baking soda volcanoes all over his childhood.
0: Now we'll get into what he was doing with that chemistry <laughs> set. <laughs> I was about to say, it's not that. <laughs> no. The Dahmer family welcomed Jeffrey's little brother, David, on December 18th, 1966. Now we're going to get into some stuff and then go back to when he was four for half a second. Right around the same time, one of Jeffrey's teachers would send home a note that said that uh, Jeffrey seemed to feel neglected. So that was around when he was eight. When Jeffrey was eight, it was speculated that he had been sexually assaulted but assaulted by one of the neighbors when they lived in... They're not in Ohio yet at this point. I thought they're still in Milwaukee. They're still in Milwaukee. They he m- was born in Milwaukee. And that's where they lived all up until he was Eight was in Milwaukee and okay. then he moves he, but he technically grew up in Ohio like he he was there from the time he was eight I mean so he was born in, in Milwaukee, Milwaukee Wisconsin. Wisconsin gotcha and he but he was technically raised in Township Ohio and when he turned eight that's where they moved gotcha so so this remark from the teacher was at the age of eight but before before they they moved moved to Ohio. Yeah. Got it. It was also speculated that he was sexually assaulted by the neighbor in Milwaukee. But again, that couldn't have been proven. His dad claims that it was a legit thing that happened, but they never reported it or anything. Weird. I
2: was going to say, okay. That's weird.
0: If you're certain of it. Yeah, why wouldn't you have... Okay. Said it. Okay. So in nineteen sixty eight is when the Dahmer family moved to Bath, Ohio. The new neighbors of Jeffrey Dahmer's family would say that they didn't attend church. But Jeffrey Heaven forbid. I know. Jeffrey Gosh. would say in interviews <laughs> that he grew up Protestant, but later in life had decided that he was an atheist. Okay. Now we're going to go back to Jeffrey in elementary school. So back to Milwaukee. Right. Okay. While Jeffrey was in elementary school, like I said, Lionel had given him a chemistry set, and he was around the age of four Okay. when Lionel did this. Jeffrey used that uh, chemistry, sh- chemistry set to experiment with insects and small animals. He would go from... Collecting, like, preserved bugs in jars to stashes of dead animals that he would find laying around. He didn't go out and kill these animals. They were all roadkill. He was just hunting dead animals. yeah, Yeah, dead animals. Okay. He would do things like put their heads on sticks. And he even had, like, he would skin them and keep their pelts. Or he would bury them in the animal graveyard he had created in his backyard. And his dad knew that this thing, that these things were going on.
1: You know, the putting the heads on sticks is pretty odd, but I don't think the pelt thing is all that weird. Or just, it just burying yeah, the or, animals. I mean,
0: it's kind of strange for a four-year-old.
1: Yeah. If it was like but... a
0: eight- or nine-year-old, I'd be like, okay, they're just like you know, trying to give these animals a final resting place. But if I saw a four year old in my backyard digging a hole after it had skinned a rabbit and then put its head on a stick, I might question that.
1: I think part of it is cultural. If there was like hunting in his yeah, family, if, like hunters, like yeah. okay. I can understand.
0: But there's not. His but. dad's a scientist and his mom's like a stay at home mom. Yeah. It's also said and I will note it now. It's it's claimed, not proven, that Jeffrey's mom was kind of into drugs and wasn't all there and kind of psychotic. But was not entirely proven.
1: And scientists can be hunters, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't <laughs> think his dad was a hunter. Mm, I don't either. Gotcha. The children that would hang out with Jeffrey remembered that he wanted to know what the insides of animals looked like. How they worked, and he would even go as far as to ask if he could listen to the the kids that he was playing with their hearts by pressing his ear against their chest. Which okay, so that he would be has, odd. He has a fascination with science. That's what. It, that's how his dad took
1: all of that. I mean, that would be my perspective on it more than right. likely. Yeah,
0: is that he had a interest in science, biology. Yeah. Adults would say all Jeffrey wanted as a child was to please adults. He just wanted uh, the gratification of an adult. In 1974, Jeffrey started high school. He would participate in a few school activities like tennis, band, and even work for the school newspaper. But all of those things were to keep up appearances, to make himself not look like the person he was. He was still thought of as a loner with a fascination of dead animals, so it had continued into high school. Jeffrey became a heavy drinker at this point. He was bringing scotch to class every single day in a styrofoam cup, like to the point where people were smelling him. Yeah, it was the seventies.
1: In high school? Yeah, it was the
0: seventies. You could smoke in high school. Our dad told us that they would like freaking sell beer to each other and shit like that. Like they had smoking se- like smoking sections inside the classrooms. Yeah, it was weird. 70s like, you were could wild. just sit at your desk and smoke a cigarette. That would have been great. I probably would have been way better at school. Same. <laughs> same. Not going to lie, same. <laughs> Classmates of his would say they thought something tragic was going to happen to him as an adult, but they were thinking more like he was going to commit suicide. That's sad. Because of how uh, much of a loner he was. By 1978, Jeffrey's parents were going through a divorce and a rough custody battle over David. Now, Jeffrey was 18 at the time, so he wouldn't have been a part of the custody battle. And, like I said, Lionel, his dad, claims that his mom was crazy. I mean, I've heard things that she was, it was more like extreme depression. Yeah. That caused her to drink but a this, lot. But this is the 70s and episodes right. were still a thing. Right. So they thought she was great. Before the divorce was finalized, but around Jeffrey's graduation in May, Joyce took David and left. Just left Jeffrey home in the family home to take care of himself at 18. And when they had decided to start the divorce, his dad had already moved out was staying at a hotel and all that jazz, so he had no fucking clue that Joyce left Jeffrey alone. After a few weeks of Jeffrey being on his own, on June eighteenth, 1978, Jeffrey was driving around when he spotted a man named Stephen Hicks hitchhiking. Stephen had just left a concert and was trying to hitchhike back home, but when Jeffrey spotted him, he stopped and asked Stephen, If he'd like to come back to his place, drink, and drink with him. Like, continue the party. Because when I say concert, is more like a festival. Gotcha. And Stephen agreed and got in the car. Back at Jeffrey's house, the two got drunk and had sex. But things took a turn when Stephen tried to leave. Jeffrey became very upset because he didn't want another person to leave his life like everyone else had he was a random dude off the side of the road. It didn't matter. He had this overwhelming, like... He Did, he wanted a companion. He didn't... He had, like, that abandonment. He had huge abandonment issues because of his mom and dad just pretty much being like... Yeah, th- when they had David, it was almost like they threw him in the garbage. Yeah. I mean, I, I His that. dad didn't try to... But because he worked all the time. And was always arguing with his mom. Yeah. Like, his dad still genuinely tried. Yeah, and he'll be in this story a like, lot. Like, po- what Shauna didn't say is, like, when he was a kid, his dad would actually go with him to look for animals sometimes. And they he, they would do experiments on bones, like, to see how long they would decay and d- all these things. Because he wanted to have this connection with Jeffrey. And that was what Jeffrey was into. Right. They would even do it with like chicken bones after they ate dinner. And Lionel actually taught Jeffrey how to use all those chemicals like to a point where he could dissolve the animals to get the bones. Yeah. And all that stuff.
1: That's kind of fucking cool. I was going to say, as a kid, I'm sure
2: that was, like, badass.
0: Right. He taught Jeffrey everything he knew about all these different chemicals because he wanted to have this connection with him. He wanted Jeffrey to be a a biologist, for sure. I think his mom was going through the postpartum, and she kind of just threw Jeffrey to the side when she had his brother. And so he had these huge abandonment issues.
2: Okay, and I get that. But yes, this is a
0: stranger off the street. You
2: just picked up this guy off the side of the road, and now you're going to have a
0: cow that that guy wants to leave your house. Well, Jeffrey, when he was interviewed about Stephen Hicks, was quote saying, the guy wanted to leave, and I didn't want him to leave. Yeah. So the two ended up getting into some type of fistfight. Until so Jeffrey picked up a ten pound barbell that his dad had literally just given him months prior and struck Stephen in the head, killing him. He then pulled Steven's body to the crawl space under the house, where he used a kitchen knife to dismember him. A kitchen knife? A kitchen knife. Yeah. Oh, then, that had
2: to take forever.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, now when you say kitchen knife, are we talking butter knife, steak knife or like a chef's knife?
0: I would assume like a like like it, a butcher knife, like yeah. a butcher knife. It never did specify. It just said a kitchen knife. I'm sure it was a butcher knife, probably. So, but I mean, still that would take a long forever. time. Then he put Steven's body parts in plastic bags. He originally put the bags in the in his car, in but he decided that that was wasn't gonna work. So then he buried them in the woods behind his house. The bags were left there for two years while Jeffrey went into the army. When he got back, he dug up the decomposed body parts, smashed them with a sledgehammer, and scattered the bone dust all over the woods behind his house. He was in the law lo- for the long game. He uh when he had first killed Stephen, he told the police that he had burned Stephen's wallet and cut up a necklace that he had been wearing. And that he had thrown the knife in the, <laughs> I, I know how to say this, and I have it all broken down, but I know I'm going to butcher it, Cuyahoga River.
1: Cuyahoga?
0: Yeah. So that was Jeffrey's first murder at 18.
1: And what year was that again?
0: 78. 78.
1: Okay.
0: It was kind of a happenstance. Like, he didn't really want to murder the dude. If the dude would have been like, yeah, I'll live with you forever, he would have been like, cool, pretty much. <laughs>
2: cool. In the likelihood of somebody <laughs> being like, yeah, I just met you five seconds ago. Thanks for the beers. Thanks for the sex. Yeah, I'll live with you for the rest of my life. is pretty <laughs> slip. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's pretty slip. But that's how Jeffrey Dahmer's brain worked. It's like, if the dude would have said, yes, I'll stay with you forever, he would have been like, cool, you can live. Okay, so... Jeffrey's teenage years were I'm going to go ahead and say this. I I was struggling with like timelines on a lot of this stuff cuz the way that the book I have is written is so whack. But I had watched this uh based on true events movie and Jeffrey did have like a couple friends in high school, but only because one day he just turned into the class clown and so he made like a small group of friends and then when they all graduated and they were leaving for college Jeffrey also felt abandoned by them and Stephen Hicks death literally happened a couple weeks after Jeffrey's graduation okay so he
2: had just gotten like dropped by everyone yeah dad and friends yeah okay
0: Not excusing his behavior. Absolutely not. But that's how he dealt with his behavior. Is like, maybe this random kid I picked up off the street will stay with me forever. Yep. In 19, in August 1978, so the two months after the murder, Lionel showed up to the family home to visit with David. Because at this point, they had actually settled on a custody agreement. And Joyce was supposed to have him have David like, you know, full time. And then Lionel was supposed to get visitations and every other weekend. But when Lionel showed up, he was greeted by only one person. And that was Jeffrey because she had left in May. Jeffrey told his dad that his mom moved to Chippewa Falls in Wisconsin with her mom. She like bounced states. Yeah. With David and left him behind. And when she left, she made Jeffrey promise that he wouldn't tell Lionel, but he said fuck that and told Lionel anyway. Lionel said that uh, when he walked through the house, it was in shambles. Jeffrey had no money or food. Lionel had, at that point, talked Jeffrey into going to college, which Lionel offered to pay for. Jeffrey was like, yeah, absolutely. But even in college, he was still bringing liquor to class he And he was getting so drunk that he would pass out in the streets, like walking from class to his dorm. In fall of 1978, so, okay, like, a couple months after Jeffrey started college, the police were asking Jeffrey uh, what his involvement was in a robbery that happened on campus. Uh, a watch, a radio, and $120 were stolen. But they didn't have any evidence against Jeffrey personally, so he was never charged for it. So not long after he had been questioned by the cops, he had dropped out of college. I'll see, so. It didn't
2: matter anyway. So he was only there for a few months? Uh, two to three, yeah.
0: Okay. Was he working Is- at all? No. No? No, uh, he was living off of his dad. Yeah. His dad told him that if he was in college, he would pay his way.
2: Gotcha. So, not just like paying for the school, he was paying for everything. He was paying for everything. Okay, I was wondering, so I'm like, how the hell is he getting the booze
0: (laughs) all the time? Well, in high school, he was stealing them from Lionel. Well, that I I kind of gathered because. But yeah, now Lionel was giving him money. That was the stipulation. You go to college, I'll pay for your shit. Uh, Lionel, at, at the time that Jeffrey had dropped out, lionel would remarry december 24th 1978 and let me tell you i thought about that for two seconds and i was like what a terrible day to get married december what 24th uh are you not thinking about the fact that he just divorced his i like, was gonna long time he- wife that same year that's what went through my well, head. Yeah, that's Not what the day. But I, I damn, he moved on fast. Yeah, he did. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. The day sounds terrible. Cause so he got married on Christmas Eve. Yep. And yes, that is
2: very this, quickly.
0: I had I hadn't put <laughs> two and two together. Within the same year, he got a divorce. Yeah, you after being married to her for <laughs> at least eighteen years. This is yeah. true. This is true, babe. We you don't love know
1: who you love.
0: We don't know how long they were truly married but they were married at least 18 years that's a long ass time to just be like "Mm, sorry i'm out
1: well considering mm, the time no i mean
0: like to do that and then get remarried get remarried afterwards so could he he could have been having an affair which could have led i mean she said divorce
1: Or he had the traditional, you know, early 1900s American type of attitude and he needed a wife to do his laundry and cook his dinner or whatever, Um, whatever they uh, uh, wanted women to do at that point.
0: I'm pretty sure his mom would have done that for him. Like, because doesn't his mom or is it her mom that plays a huge role in this whole thing? Uh, Lionel's mom does, but they don't yeah. live together. Yeah, I know, but still.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying is maybe he remarried so quickly so that he, he could have a housewife because oh,
0: Lionel lives in yes. Ohio and his mom lives in Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee, yep. Wisconsin. Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in Wisconsin, yes, <laughs> he got married to a a woman named Shari. Shari? That is how I'm pronouncing it, because that is how it is spelled. Could
1: it be Sherry?
0: Could it be Sherry? I'm not pronouncing it like that, because it is literally spelled Shari. That's Sherry. Ooh, that's not. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. Sherry. Sherry. He, he married a woman named Sherry Jordan. Sherry was described as the definition of wicked stepmother. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we've known some of those. Not personally, but her other like, people that have had them. Her friends described her that way. Yeah, that's never good when your own friends are saying it. The reason that they were was because she would tell her friends that her stepkids were nemesis. Which I thought was a weird way to put that. Mm-hmm. And said things like they're no good. Eight, it actually so does were- work. I, I looked up the definition because <laughs> I also was like that. It's a weird way to say yeah, that, that, but doesn't it doesn't even make sense. It does. It it does. They are her nemesis, but she's using it. I know in a
2: weird descriptive way. I know. <laughs> I know. Like she's using it as if
0: that's their behavioral description right when in reality that's just she feels like they're her nemesis (laughs) i know okay i also thought it was weird (laughs) because what i was thinking would be a better word if that's where she's going is uh her enemy yeah or a menace there you oh, go. Yeah. yeah, like the were menaces? Menaces. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. not nemesis, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, so, the was, was, so
2: was Lionel actually getting visitation of David at that point?
0: I. So did Cherry have anything to do with both boys? I will tell you. Okay, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. She was also kind of upset that Lionel was paying Joyce child support on David because from what I read, no, this could not be true, but from what I have researched, um, Lionel took Joyce back to court for custody of David because she skipped town, and then he was awarded full custody, but he was still paying Joyce. So it was more like alimony. Yeah. Yeah. Than child support. But that, that pissed Sherry off. Well, of course it did. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said about Sherry, she definitely wasn't a loving and supporting mother figure for Jeffrey or David. And I don't even know what David did to be lumped in with that.
1: Existed.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of child was he? It, like, it, 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 by everything I've ever seen... He was fine. He was, an he was average, fine, everyday average kid. kid. You know, a boy. <laughs> Got it. He was that prob- explains yeah, it perfectly. He was probably just rambunctious and loud and, you know, going outside and actually digging holes for fun, not to put dead animals in. <laughs> All right. January 12th, 1979 is when Jeffrey would enlist in the army. While in the army, he would mostly serve as a medic. That's not why he joined. That, that wasn't what he wanted to that's do. That's freaking weird.
1: Yeah, that is kind of odd.
0: It gets worse.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, that's not bad. Like, hey, man, you're moving in the right direction. You're yeah. not doing right. shit. You're, you're preventing s- shit from dying. You're like, trying
0: to save people. This Ex- is
1: a move in the right direction. Go, Jeffrey.
0: Except while he was a medic, he told his commanding officer he couldn't stomach sticking people with needles. Uh, uh, wait, he just he's
2: dis- dismembered somebody. That he's that
0: been he's been literally dismembering animals since he, he took was a four. Kitchen, kitchen
2: knife to chop someone up. <laughs> okay, I knew that this was, was gonna cause.
0: That. I knew this was gonna cause. But he is. couldn't poke somebody with a needle. Yeah, he couldn't stomach it. Maybe because they were alive. That's weird. Maybe because they were alive and they could feel it. Sarah, he
2: hacked somebody. Think else. to the <laughs> future. The knife.
0: Think
1: my medic to the didn't future. Uh, he really it's didn't. It's
0: still absolutely fucking weird. My medic weird. didn't give a shit about that's anything. That's kind of Like acidity. you go to the medic and right? be like, hey man, oh this and going it on. gets he's worse. Like, just
1: in this do you story. You take any Advil yet? Or you take some, take some uh, Motrin, or whatever it's called. I'm Like no, he's like, do that and come see me in a couple of hours if it still hurts, and come back. Does it still hurt? Yeah. You put ice on it.
2: Oh, so he's like a school nurse. <laughs> yeah, he was a lot like a school nurse. He
1: just but he didn't give a shit. Like you were annoying him when you were like, I'm hurt. Justin, I'm hurt. And he's like, "Put what some do you ice want me on it. to fucking go do about down. it? You're the medic. Yeah, help. You're fine, man. Take some advil and walk it off.
2: So I do yeah, that's how you gotta be school nurse it up. <laughs> Throw some ice at it,
0: go lie down. You'll be <laughs> fine in half an hour. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that's pretty much, pretty much how, how the medic in my unit worked.
0: But yes, Shawna, thinking about the future, Jeffrey Dahmer, that is asinine. It is absolutely asinine. And it gets more asinine just in this story. Okay, Okay. so he doesn't want to poke people with needles. No. (laughs) By March 24th, 1981, Jeffrey was discharged due to alcohol and drug abuse. Before Jeffrey got on the plane to come home to the States, he had told his bunkmates, Someday you'll hear about me again. Well, I mean... Foreboding much? Right. Interesting. Jeffrey then took a really um, weird turn here and chose to use his one and only free plane ticket to go to Florida.
1: Yeah, that I don't think is a weird decision.
0: It, It wasn't if... I added context here, which I'm going to. (laughs) He did that because he didn't want to face Lionel, his dad, Mm
1: because
0: he he didn't want that type of disappointment.
1: Yeah, I still don't think that's weird.
0: Right. He would only stay- I mean, it's kind of because he is like avoiding the whole telling his dad that he was discharged. Right. Right. It's not really like, oh, I want to go see Florida, and I have this free plane ticket, and I've made this money in the military, so I'm gonna start my life over here. That wouldn't be strange to me. But the fact that you're literally using it as a way to hide out from your dad because you don't want to face the truth
1: makes perfect sense. I mean, it yeah. does. But it makes not sense. Strange for no. him to
2: to and run if that. Even the fact feeling. that
1: it's Florida makes perfect sense because first of all. If I had been dishonorably discharged, I would have a hard time facing. He wasn't my dad, too. actually
0: dishonorably discharged.
1: Well, either way, if I got discharged before I completed my contract, I'd have been ashamed of myself, and I wouldn't have wanted to face my dad either. And Florida makes sense because, well, he's already nuts. Now he's just going to be a Florida man. <laughs> I
2: knew he was going to say that. I knew that's where that's it was where going. All the crazies go. <gasps>
1: Florida man.
0: I mean, I mean that's where Ted Bundy went. Crazies like the sun. Okay. So that automatically means that I'm not crazy then? Because every <laughs> time somebody's like, oh, look at this picture of this beach and this sand, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, like, no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> uh, give me some shady trees and I, a freaking slow-flowing river, and then we could talk. But I need to stay in the shade, and there needs to be no sand.
1: So I'm crazy?
0: You might be, because... I see like- be. We should book you a trip to Florida. <laughs>
1: I've been trying... <laughs> She won't go
0: Yes for five years Because who wants to get hit in the head with Freaking flying iguanas Not And me. alligators And
1: herpes monkeys
0: Okay. Anywho on the whole beach things People keep asking me why I don't like the beach And I go I don't want sand in my tennis shoes <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, just, I miss I that salt water breeze I
0: don't want sand in You think in I'm going to put on flip flops To go to the damn beach yeah. <laughs> No <laughs> Tennis shoes all the way Anywho
2: Okay, so he fleed to Florida to avoid his father. He
0: did. And crazy thing is he didn't kill anybody while he was there. He also only stayed for six months before returning to Bath, Ohio. Well, of course, because they typically have to run home, especially when you're have drug running and, out of money. Drug and alcohol problem. He would be arrested on October 7th, 1981 for disorderly conduct, having an open container, and resisting arrest for not leaving the hotel bar when he was asked to. While in Ohio, Jeffrey would be in and out of bars, staying till close, and getting into fights, which was starting to worry Lionel. Makes sense. Well, in early 1982, months after the arrest in Ohio, Jeffrey would move in with his grandma in West Alice, West Alice, Wisconsin.
2: Okay, so he went from Ohio back to Wisconsin.
0: And this is his dad's mom that he's living with. And I know that I have it noted later in here, but I'm going to tell you now. Lionel's mom and Jeffrey were close. Yeah, she loved him and he loved her. And it it really, oddly enough, does show his grandma's house was a two story with like a side door that led into the basement, which gave Jeffrey the privacy that he needed. So he stayed in the basement of her house. He started working at the Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center, drawing people's blood.
1: (laughs) Guess he doesn't have a problem with the needles now. I think it was just an excuse to get out of the army.
0: Except he only got discharged because he was freaking alcoholic. See, he wasn't... He was drawing blood now. Then they expected him to poke people (laughs) with needles (laughs) to give them stuff. People are weird. People have, like, weird things where... I can get tattoos, but I don't want people taking blood from me.
2: actually... The person, was he an actual phlebotomist, like,
0: actually drawing the blood, or was he just, like, working in the lab portion of it? No, he was taking, he was drawing the blood. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I knew that that one was gonna, yeah. On August 8th, 1982, Jeffrey was arrested at a fair for drunken disorderly conduct. According to the police, he, quote, did lower his pants in the presence of approximately 25 people, including women and children. (laughs) 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 He was fined $50 and sent on his way. He wasn't, like, listed (laughs) as a sex offender?
2: Well, they only started... That Um, That wasn't a thing then, not in the mm -hmm. 80s. I mean,
0: you could still... I forget we're in the 80s. Yeah,
2: you could still pee publicly and it was fine, you know, like,
0: not a big deal. He was arrested and then, like, the way that they made the sound was he was only in in jail for, like, a day. And then he paid them $50 and was like, I'm out now. Cool beans. Three years had passed without a problem. He became very helpful to his grandma. The neighbors said that they would always see him outside, like, mowing the lawn and helping her, like do all this type of yard work and like i said very loving relationship and it showed three years without any type of incident that's pretty impressive in 1985 that's when jeffrey realized he was gay okay he had sex with stephen hicks when he yeah, was but 18 he, didn't, when he, he was... didn't he didn't think anything of it
1: okay oh, wait a minute when did the Stephen Hicks... What year did the Stephen Hicks thing happen? That was in 78.
0: Yeah. When he was 18. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So this is seven years later, and he's now realizing he likes dudes.
0: Well, it is the 80s. Back then, it was difficult to... Yeah, the 80s kind come of... ...come out, it, made it where people could be more open with it, kind of. They had, like, their own bars and things then. Like, that's when gay bars and stuff like that started... Mm-hmm
1: gay culture but started it was still kind of
0: yeah but it was still shame and you'll hear that oh in yeah story. they got shamed a lot so when he realized that he was gay he started hanging out around gay bars another year had passed before he was arrested for the third time he was arrested for lewd behavior after masturbating in front of two 12 year old boys oh dear lord jeffrey confessed to masturbating in public at least five times and told the police he was remorseful and wanted to stop. The report written on the incident quotes, he doesn't know what changed him to make him suddenly start doing this and that he knows he has a problem and wants to get help. So they dropped his charges to disorderly contact. He was given a year of probation and he had to attend therapy.
1: And how long did Pee Wee Herman go to jail for it? And it wasn't even in front of children?
0: A long time. That's Uh, what I'm
1: saying. I'm just saying, like, kind of messed up.
0: Yeah, but I think the thing was is that he was genuinely showing remorse and was willing to go to therapy. So they were like, Mm -hmm. one less dude I have to worry about in jail. Just go to therapy.
1: I think they should have. Put him in jail. I think, yeah, it should have been taken more seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, he, he should have already been in have.
0: jail for longer than, you know, a night and paying $50. Yeah. Summer of 1987, Jeffrey had been asked to leave a gay bathhouse he frequented because he was drugging people in private rooms. He had put someone in the hospital for roughly 10 days because of it. He had almost killed this man because no one would press charges. He was never arrested for this. And like I said, we're still in the 80s. No one wanted to admit that they were gay to charge him for these crimes. Yeah, they didn't want to admit that they were in a gay bathhouse. You know, because Mm -hmm. they were all like the CEO types and they Mm -hmm. had wives and you name it. So yeah, he got away with that. Just drugging people and almost killing one of them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and even that guy that went to the hospital wouldn't confess or wouldn't come forward and say that Jeffrey did that.
1: Yeah, I fell down some stairs and this needle landed in my arm. I don't know what happened.
0: He was using sleeping pills. Oh. In 1987, Jeffrey would kill his first victim in Milwaukee. So the second victim total first one in Milwaukee which matters. Okay. His name was also Steven and I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Tumi? Tuomi? Isn't he Native American? He is. Yeah. I
1: would uh, I would guess Tuomi.
0: Yeah. He was 24 years old. In November, did you say how old the first Steven was? No, he was also in his he was 19. Okay. I thought he was still young. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, uh, he wasn't a minor, but he wasn't.
1: He was still young.
0: Yeah. In November, Jeffrey picked up Stephen at Club, uh, 219. Sorry, my brain left, <laughs> which is a gay club. They got a room at the Ambassador Hotel. The two got drunk and passed out. Jeffrey woke up to find Stephen dead with a bloody mouth. Jeffrey went to Grand Ave Mall, bought a suitcase, put Stephen inside, then got a cab, took the suitcase to his grandma's house, where he had sex with the body, then proceeded to masturbate over it. And he, where he had put the body was over the drain in the basement, and he then cut like he had dismembered him and put the parts in a plastic bag and then just threw him in the trash and i don't think that he was the native american this boy was so yeah i was gonna say he usually went for minorities which is strange for a serial killer because usually they don't go outside of their race because it's easier for them to get caught that way so to be fair the second stephen I don't think he wasn't the Native American this this boy that we're about to talk about is. Two months later in nineteen eighty eight, Jeffrey met a six foot tall, fourteen year old boy named James. It didn't say his last name. James had a criminal past of his own and was known by police. Jeffrey said when he met James he thought he was 18 because he was six foot. Jeffrey told James he would pay him to go back to his grandma's house and take nude photos, watch videos, and drink. James agreed and went back to the house with Jeffrey where they had sex. Jeffrey gave him a drink with sleeping pills dissolved in it. He then strangled him with his bare hands. Before dismembering him with a knife over the basement drain, Jeffrey then smashed his bones with a sledgehammer and put the bones in a plastic bag and threw them in the trash. These are literally months apart.
1: I, I was gonna say, I feel like this dude, like, he had the one in the late 70s, and then as soon as he started back up in the 80s, he went from zero to 100, like, quick.
0: Well, he's technically, yes, but he also, you have to take into consideration, he had a long period of time where he was just drugging them and doing what he wanted in that bathhouse, and then would leave, but he was getting, he was like at the point where he was getting afraid he was going to get caught because of that dude who had to spend so much time in the hospital, so then it was like, oh, well, that's not convenient anymore, so now I have to go back to this... I have to take them back to my grandmother's house and actually kill them for some reason mm-hmm. instead of just drugging them at a hotel and leaving. Well, yeah, I was going
2: to say, and with I the think second the second season,
0: that one, he, so he think, doesn't remember killing him. No. He just woke up and he, he was dead. He a hundred percent claimed in the interviews with police when he was finally caught he said he has no clue what happened to Steve, the second Stephen.
2: So they were that messed they up together? They were that messed up.
0: Yeah. That he beat him to death in his drunken... Well, it, I mean, he doesn't even know how he killed him. Yeah, I know, but he knows he woke up and he was bloody. And he, he was dead. Yeah. That's all he remembered. And this one, the the 14-year-old... Boy, what he said about him was all he would say about him, and that was it. And with the the second steven he just wouldn't. It's kind of like it. a Ted Bundy thing. Like he would talk uh, in detail about some of them, but there were other ones that he was just like, "No, this is all you get, and leave me alone and don't ask me any more questions about it. It's like the ones that it's almost like they feel shame about those or something that they're just like, "No.
2: But this where they actually have like a tinge of remorse yeah. or regret
0: for doing what they did, and yeah. I, and I genuinely okay. think that this the the James I genuinely think he did think that he was eighteen, and I feel like that might be why he was just like, "Yeah, this is what I did, but that's it that's that's the only time we're ever gonna talk about it, yeah, because when he found out he was fourteen he was he like felt bad." I don't know if he necessarily felt bad. He just didn't want other people looking at him- you know, in Like a, we are? In a way of like, oh, you killed a child, because that's a big difference in prison if you kill a child or if you kill a full-grown adult. Yeah. So it's not maybe so much remorse or guilt. It's more, I'm trying to protect myself in prison. Maybe. Child murders don't make it very long in prison. When, when I say this, this happened in months- Like, months of each other. I mean months. So, Stephen was... The second Stephen was in November. Then James and this guy is in March. So, March 1988. Jeffrey would kill his fourth victim. His name was Richard Guerrero. Guerrero? I have no idea. (laughs) He was 25. Guerrero? Guerrero. That sounds better. I was trying very hard. They met at the Phoenix Bar which was a gay club, Jeffrey asked Richard to come back to his grandma's house for pictures, videos, and sex. They had oral sex before Jeffrey drugged Richard. He strangled him, had sex with the body, masturbated over it, and dismembered him, and then threw him in the trash.
2: He's killing me that he's just
0: throw, just tossing
2: dismembered body parts straight, just in the trash. I mm-hmm. get the
1: feeling that that yeah, changes I mean, over time.
3: It
0: does. It really does. Just throwing them in the trash. Like At that point, at his grandmother's, it was like his only means of getting rid of them. And much, I'm going to tell you. In the trash. And I'm going to tell you, the, the next person I talk about him bringing home, the only reason he is alive is because Jeffrey's grandma walked in on it. If they did leave Jeffrey, Jeffrey's grandma's house, that is why. In April, so literally a month later, Jeffrey would uh, also get away with bringing home a man named Ronald Flowers. He brought him home to his grandma's house. Ronald, to all intents and purf- purposes, thought that Jeffrey just wanted to rob him. He, he drugged him and he thought he got robbed. Which he probably did because, like I said, Jeffrey's grandma walked in on it. Don't know. But Ronald went to the police. And, but because he, in the hospital, because Ronald went to the hospital for, you know, the fact that he was drugged. There was no drugs in his system. And Jeffrey's grandma had confirmed Jeffrey's story that Jeffrey walked him to the bus stop and gave him money before sending him on his way. So police completely dismissed Ronald she lied for him even though she walked in on him with this dude drugged in her basement she lied and said oh no they were hanging out and he walked him to the bus stop mm-hmm. gave him money for the bus because she loved jeffrey and didn't want him to get in trouble i mean and i think Ronald's at that point lucky. i think at that point she didn't think he was actually raping these dudes no she she genuinely just thought this the summer of 1988 jeffrey's grandma was sick of jeffrey's activities the drinking the sex the men all that she was done with it so she called lionel and asked him to talk to jeffrey about finding his own place she was just done with him being there lionel asked jeffrey to find his own place and all of that jazz But while he was on the phone with Jeffrey, Lionel asked about a black substance oozing out of the trash can outside of his grandma's house because it was mentioned to him over the phone. Jeffrey said it was from chemically removing skin from dead animals, and Lionel believed this because that's something his son had been doing since he was four. Jeffrey then was like, yeah, I'll move out. So he moved into an apartment complex for a month before moving into the Oxford Apartments where things are going to get much, much worse. That is where I'm going to leave you at the Oxford Apartments because this is where there are 17 victims in total. We've gotten through four. The Oxford Apartments are where the others are going to happen. Okie dokie. So, wow. now you know what's coming for part two. Well, so, kind of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make sure you come back next week for part two. Holy smokes. This dude, uh, hes he's got some wires crossed up there.
0: It, what shocked me was the fact that he had literally started at 18. No. Like, he hadn't been 18 that long.
1: Oh, all right. If you like today's episode, let us know. Hop on wherever you're listening. Give us five stars. Leave a review. Share it with your friends, your family, whoever. Um like I said at the beginning, check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash missing murdered haunted. You get a bonus episode every other week. And uh if you have a case suggestion, send it to the email, missing murdered haunted at gmail.com. Does anyone have anything else they want to add in?
2: That escalated quickly.
0: hmm <laughs> I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, make so sure you I. come back next week for part two. See y'all next week.
0: Bye. Bye. Boy, boy, boy,
2: boy. Bye. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs>